gospel verse this morning is from Luke 15. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. And our preaching text is Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats with them with princes, with the princes of his people. He settles the childless women in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. I'd like to invite children to come forward for a children's sermon. So did you hear what word we were singing during that time? What was that word? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Do you know what hallelujah means? No. no? Does anybody out there know what hallelujah means? Oh, I heard it maybe. Oh, no. Praise God, praise the Lord, yes. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. And you know what? Our reading today is a psalm, which is like a poem or a song, but we're just going to speak it today. Uh, and it starts and it ends with that word, hallelujah, except in English we say, praise the Lord. What does it mean to praise somebody? Do you know what it means to praise someone? Hmm, it's kind of a, a strange word. We don't use it all that much for, for each other, do we? You've never really heard that question. I know it's a new question. That's why I'm asking it, so I can answer it. Praise the Lord. So when we praise, we are talking about uh, how something or someone is good. So if I wanted to praise uh, maybe this piano, I'd say, it sounds really nice. I'm praising that piano. Or if I wanted to praise, uh, what else should I praise? Anything else in here should I praise? Or if I wanted to praise, oh, how about this? Our, uh, the, the, the dove descended, this artwork here, I wanted to praise it. I'd say, oh, I love the colors of it. It's just so beautiful. I'm praising it. Or sometimes if uh, you or your sister are good listeners, I might praise you. I might say, thank you for being such good listeners. You've really done such a good job today. That's a way that I'd uh, be praising you. So when we praise God, we're talking about how God is good. How are some ways that God is good? He loves us. So a way that we can praise God is we can say God loves us when we're praising God. What else is good about God? Maybe some people out there can help. What else is good about God? Say that. God provides for us. He gives us stuff. He gives us what we need to live. That's praising God. What else? What else is good about God? Ah, for creating the world. I heard something over here. God forgives us. And we can thank God and say, thank you, God. You are so good for all of these things you do. And that's what it means to praise God. And so when we say hallelujah, we're saying praise God. Say the things that are good about God. 
And that's what our, our reading is going to be about today. Uh, so let's pray right now, and we can praise God a little bit in our prayer, and then I'll invite uh, Joan, who's our reader, to come up and uh, read our readings for us this morning. But let's pray first. Gracious God, we thank you for being so good to us, for providing for us, for loving us, for forgiving us, for making everything that we need and that we are, uh, giving us everything. Help us to always praise you. Even if we forget sometimes, help us to praise you for all the good that you've done. Hallelujah. Amen. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, we are going to uh, be hearing our main readings from the Psalms, different Psalms, over the next three weeks, including today. Uh, And these three Psalms are very different types of Psalms. And so we're going to be sort of getting a range uh, over these next uh, three weeks. So today's psalm, as we've mentioned, Psalm 113, is a praise psalm. I mean, it says praise, I think, four times there in just the first couple of verses. Uh, Praise, praise the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, praise you servants of the Lord, let his name be praised. And then it ends, of course, praise the Lord. This is a psalm of praising God. This is a psalm of when it is easy to tell that God is around us and providing for us, that God is up there above the nations, but also down here lifting up the lowly. It's a psalm that fits those times when God's presence is so obvious and so able to be felt by us. Next week, we will hear another psalm. Next week's psalm is a very different kind of psalm. This is what next week's psalm, Psalm 69, opens with. Save me, O God, for the waters are up to my neck. That is a very different kind of psalm, not a psalm of praise, but a psalm of lament a psalm of honest complaint to God, a psalm for when the waters seem to be about to take you under and you're not sure how much longer you can last, a cry of desperation. The week following that, we will hear from Psalm 40, which is maybe uh, famous if any of you uh, listen to any of U2's music. They have a song called 40, uh, and it uh, opens with the opening verse of Psalm 40, and it is this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me, And he heard my cry. This is a psalm of having been brought through those waters, of having been delivered. A psalm of praise again, but maybe not the naive praise of everything's all right and it's always going to be all right, but the praise of having come through those trials, not unscathed, but having come through them nonetheless and finding God to have been faithful to his promise. We're going to be looking at these three psalms in this order because this is something of the shape of the life of faith. This is something of the shape of the Christian life, of times when there are blessings abounding and they are all visible and easy uh, to be recognized, followed by times of severe trial when God might seem to be silent or distant or absent or worse against us followed then by times when God has delivered us. And we come through, still scarred perhaps by those trials, but praising God nonetheless. So let's focus on uh, our psalm today, the Psalm 113. What does it mean to praise? 
So we talked about this in the children's sermon. To praise is to express the goodness of something, to, to give voice to what is good. I mean, uh, hopefully uh, you praise those around you, uh, husbands and wives or other family members. Uh, relationships work better when there is some praise between the two. We praise God as a way of, uh, God of course knows what God is doing, but we praise God to let others know what God is doing and to remind ourselves. It's just the natural expression of being blessed by God. And yet our psalm is very specific about praise. Praise what? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, what does it mean to praise the name of the Lord? Now, we maybe know about praising each other, but probably we don't praise each other's name. Um, You know, in my relationships, I try and praise people when they do well, but I'm not sure I praise their name. That's sort of a strange expression, it seems. Um, But to understand that, you have to understand something about this psalm. So when you look at this, this word Lord here, you may have noticed it's in all caps. So it's a big capital L followed by a smaller, still capital O-R-D, Lord. So anytime you're in the Old Testament and you see Lord written in all capital letters in this way, what lies under that in Hebrew is not the word for Lord, master, sir. It's not that word. It's the personal name of God. The name that God gave Moses at the burning bush in Exodus 3. So let me just read that to you to remind you. Moses said to God, this is before he goes back into Egypt, if I come to the Israelites and I say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, well, what's his name? What should I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. And then God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, and in my English Bible it says the Lord, but really it's there, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my title for all generations. So whenever you see that word Lord there in this psalm or anywhere in the Old Testament, and it's printed in all caps like that, what's under there is Yahweh, God's personal name that God gave to Moses. Hallelujah. That Yah is Yahweh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of Yahweh. This means we're not just praising God in general as sort of the force of the universe that gives us good. This isn't just uh, that things are, are going well and just sort of a generalized, boy, I'm so thankful that things are good. This is praising a person a particular God, not any of those other gods, but this God, Yahweh, this God who has provided and this God who has revealed himself with a name. It's hard to praise God when he doesn't reveal that he's doing something, isn't it? We might think that God is behind something, but if God doesn't actually tell us, we don't know for sure. Maybe God uh, may be cursing as well as blessing. How can we know if God doesn't tell us? And so we praise God's name. We praise where God has been revealed for us. This God is active. This God is present. He is exalted above the nations, even nations which are enemies to us, sure. He is exalted above the heavens, any other gods that that people claim to be gods. He is exalted above them, and yet... What does this God do? He is not content to stay enthroned above everything, but he stoops down. He makes himself low so that he can see all that is going on. Rather than being just a distant God, he is a near 
and present God, close to us even in the times when we feel most alone. And he's not here just with a watchful, judging eye. Sometimes people don't like the idea of God being too close to them because, uh, let's face it, there's some things that we'd rather God not see. But rather, he's here to raise up. Listen to how the psalmist puts it here. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy up from the ash heap, and he seats them with princes, even the princes of his people, not just any princes, but the princes of God's people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Now, if you think back in this time, um, if you are a, a childless woman, a barren woman, this is a source of shame for you socially. Um, this was grounds for divorce uh, and often was used as grounds for divorce. A woman who, who could not or did not, for whatever reason, bear children often did not have a very secure life. Uh, so the poor man, actually, it's a little more specific than it is in our English, the poor man who is uh, being raised up from the dust, the barren woman who is being placed as the happy mother of children, this is God descending down to lift up, to place with the princes. God comes down to be with us, to rescue us, to deliver us. And for this, there's just nothing else to do but praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for all that he does. Now, this is the very opposite of a saying that some people think is in the Bible, but it's not. That the Lord helps those who help themselves. Have you heard this, I'm sure? Often people think this is in the Bible. It's not in the Bible, I'll tell you right now. Uh, and if you ever think that it might be in the Bible, just read this. Because the people that lo the Lord is helping are the people in the ash heap. Now, the ash heap, I mean, that's, that's the garbage pit. Uh, that's, that's, uh, it's not like the nice wood stove ashes that are dry and just need to be scooped up and kind of put out. This is the cooking fire. There's fat and oil that's gotten down in there. These, this is a bad thing. You don't want to be in the ash heap. It's going to smell pretty bad. Uh, he's raising the poor from the dust, the people who are in the streets begging, who can't do anything to help themselves. He's uh, the childless woman who is childless, there's nothing she can do about it. She just is, and God is helping them. Maybe a better saying other than God helps those who help themselves, God helps those who cannot help themselves. God helps the helpless. And the sooner we realize how helpless we truly are before God, the better it will be for us, because the, the easier it will be for us to receive God's help when God stoops down to bring it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, for God is high above and close at hand. God is distant and yet present for you and for me. And when we are helpless, when we, as we will hear next week, have waters coming up to our neck, God is close at hand to lift, to raise, to save you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.